Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In This Day and Page, a West Des Moines Public Library podcast. I'm your host, Maggie Martin. In today's episode, we sat down with Ashley Molson, the Community Engagement Supervisor at the Des Moines Public Library, and Jenna Ayler, the Head of Youth Services here at the West Des Moines Public Library, about the Simple Steps to Success Early Literacy Program. The program, which started at DMPL in 2017, is now being introduced to our patrons here in West Des Moines. So please help me welcome Ashley and Jenna to talk about this exciting partnership. All right, Ashley, we're going to start off with you first. Can you first tell us what your name is and what your preferred pronouns are? Hi, I'm Ashley Molson, and I use she and her pronouns. Fantastic. What is the last book you read or what are you currently reading? I'm going to answer both. The last book I read (laughs) is Congrats, You're Having a Teen. And I like to give that book a shout out because my youngest turned 13. So it's me and two teenagers at home. And it's a really positive look at the developmental stages of teenagers, which I needed to do uh, through a positive framework. But it it also reminds me a lot of the developmental stages that toddlers kind of go through as their brains are (laughs) exploding with growth and they're, you know, absorbing all that information and they're tired and so that's a great book. And currently, Clarity and Connection by Young Pueblo. It's a collection of prose and short poetry. Awesome. Um, so what is your favorite book format? Are you a physical book person, ebook, audio? I'm still a sucker for physical books. I love holding them. I like tangibly like smelling them. I like the experience. But I will say on car rides, audiobooks are real key. Absolutely. Yeah, they make they make any long trip more manageable absolutely sure do and then I mean since you work in a library how have libraries had an impact on your life yeah I'm not somebody who actually uh, thought I would become a librarian but I've always gravitated towards libraries so it was kind of a disconnect for me on that part um growing up I was about 15 miles outside of the town I went to school in in northwest Iowa So I didn't use the public library, but the school library was kind of my lifeline to books. Um, So Mrs. Tuttle kept me well supplied with the books that I like to read. And I really do credit those books for giving me a more expansive worldview. Um, Since my family didn't travel much, we didn't have access to, you know, we didn't didn't vacation or see very much of the world. Um, So for me, libraries were that critical role of exposing me to perspectives and viewpoints um, that I wasn't necessarily growing up around. Awesome. So I think... For now, we're going to throw the rapid fire intro questions over to Jenna. Are you feeling ready, Jenna? I'm ready. Awesome. <laughs> so Jenna, you've been on this podcast before, but in case someone didn't listen to your past episodes, can you tell us what your name is and what your preferred pronouns are? My name is Jenna Ayler and I use she, her pronouns. Fantastic. Um, and then the last time I asked you this question, I ended up reading the book that you recommended. So I'm I'm looking for another rec this time, Jenna. What's the last book you read or what are you currently reading? So I'm going to give you two books that I'm currently reading because I'm reading them in two formats. So I am reading I Have Some Questions for You by Rebecca Mackay, which is a brand new book. So I have that at home. And then I'm listening to The Last Mapmaker by Christina Suntornvat on audio. Fantastic. And then you just mentioned two formats that you're reading books in. What's your favorite format? I am an equal opportunity book reader. (laughs) And I like the different formats because then you have options. So I always have an audiobook on my phone that I can listen to either with my AirPods at home or in the car as I'm going around town driving my kids around. 
and I always have a physical book because I do still like the physical format. It just reads different, especially if my eyes are tired from the mm -hmm. day of being on the computer or whatever. I always have a physical book. And then I generally also always have an ebook, whether that's an advanced reader's copy of something that's coming out that's on my iPad or something on my phone that I just, that way I always have a book, even if I don't have my physical book. Some of the physical books that I've been reading, like I have some questions for you, they're fairly lengthy and that's great, but it's hard to carry around around sometimes and so I do I do all the reading and I think it's all great <laughs> fantastic I love that I love that and then same question to you how have libraries had an impact on your life so I was a library kid. I also lived outside of town and my parents, when they would go into town for groceries and that sort of thing, would drop me off at the library. I didn't want to go to the grocery store. So they would drop me off at the library. They would go to the grocery store that was just a couple blocks from our hometown library, do their thing, and then I would be spending my time at the library. And I got to know the staff pretty well over time so that when I got old enough to work at that grocery store, I did so, but I would always angle myself to be the person that carried out the groceries for the youth services librarian at the, at the library in town. And I would tell her, please hire me. Please hire me. I would like to work at the library. Please hire me. And then I was networking, Jenna. Good for you. I know, right? So eventually they did. I had grown up in that library and I worked at the local grocery store until they hired me at the library. And I was, I think, 16 when they hired me into the library. And I really haven't ever left libraries. I did think for a while that I was going to be an engineer when I grew up. Mm -hmm. So I did start in the engineering program at Iowa State, but also worked at the library at Iowa State. And then eventually realized engineering was not my path. And so I finished my undergraduate degree and went to library school and have worked at other libraries here in town. So I have always been, I've been a library kid and now I'm a library grown up. So it's always <laughs> been a part of my life. Love that. Well, fantastic. Now that we know about both of your childhoods, um, I'm going to transition into some questions about our, the simple steps to success program. That's why we're here chatting today. But before we jump into those, Ashley, can you give us a little background on yourself and tell us about your current role at the Des Moines Public Library? Yeah, like I said, as a kid, I didn't think, even though I loved libraries and books, I didn't ever consider being a librarian. So I actually did some nonprofit work and I taught for one year too. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had my oldest child and I just was looking for something with a bit more structure. So I kind of stumbled, I like to say stumbled into the library world. But once I got here, I was like, wow, this is such a beautiful combination of community service and education um, that it seemed like such a no brainer. So I went back to school. Um, but I've been at the Des Moines Public Library for 15 years. When I started, I was in teen services. So I did that for several years. Um, I got into adult services where my focus was on new American communities. And we did a lot with um, conversations type programs. Hmm. Um, and then I got into management and managed the Eastside Library um, for several years. And now I am in the community engagement department, which is relatively new for our system. I started in 2021, it was just me. And then in 2022, we hired a full-time outreach librarian. And this year we will add three more full-time library assistants with a focus on early literacy outreach. So very perfect for Simple Steps expansion. That is quite a journey. And <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that you've been there for 15 years. It's fantastic. You've found a, a home there. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's every day. Is, I've never been bored in 15 years, I can honestly say. Um, a lot of different opportunities mm -hmm. to try different aspects of librarianship, which I also very much appreciate. 
Awesome. Well, Jen, I'm going to throw the same question your way. Um, you want to give us a little background and then talk about your current role at West Des Moines Public Library? Perfect. So when I finished library school in 2008, I was working at the Clive Public Library in a part-time role. And then I was hired here at the West Des Moines Public Library in March of 2011. And at that time, I was hired in as the team lead for the children's department, meaning I didn't supervise the team, but I did lead what the programs would be, the collections and that sort of thing, just for children's services. Teen services at the time was housed in a different department. Over time, that has changed. We brought the teen service into the children's area and develop the youth services department. So now we serve ages zero to 18. And then in July of 2020, I became the head of youth services. So now I supervise the entire team from zero to 18 and also still manage the programs, the collections, and all of the services that we provide for children and youth. So it has just been a journey of growth of the department and then growth of my role within that department as the department grew. And we're so lucky to have you in that role. Okay, so this first question that I have, just to sort of lay the foundation for the Simple Steps to Success program, I'm going to ask Ashley this first one. So how did the idea for Simple Steps even begin at the Des Moines Public Library? It came back in 2017, and we had a conversation with Polk County Early Childhood Iowa, who ended up funding and has continued to fund the Simple Steps um, initiative since 2017, about how can we, you, you know, the library, and I think anyone who's in the library or comes in with their, their families and their kids and uses the library understands how many resources there are and how customizable the library is for for their family um, and their needs, but there are so many families that for many reasons, you know, aren't able to get into one of our libraries across the metro or maybe didn't grow up with that experience and so don't understand exactly what the library offers. So Simple Steps was our way of really kind of creating a community awareness, but also how can, how can we let caregivers, and so it's not just a message for parents, but whether it's grandparents, um, you know, babysitters, somebody who's just with an organization and volunteering to watch kids while there's a program running. How can anybody who's interacting with kids uh, at the birth to five, what are some of those activities and skills they can build into that that are really simple, but have a huge impact on kids' ability to be successful in informalized learning environments, and then as they get those reading skills too. So that's how Simple Steps began. You know, conversations on what are things that families could do at a grocery store? Everybody has to go to the store to pick up food. So what are things that they could do in those environments? What can people do at home, even if you are juggling a few jobs or you're very busy? What are things that you're naturally doing in your day where we could just kind of incorporate or encourage early literacy activities so nobody felt like they had to go out of their way to really prepare their kids or the kids they interact with? And so it became this really beautiful, simple message that was guided by several community partners um, as we began this conversation so that Iowa AEYC, LSI, Embark all sat at the table um, at the time visiting nurse services. So how are they you know, interacting with families through their organizations and services? And does the message that the library will put out resonate with each kind of unique community that they're serving? And so that's why the, the message is called Simple Steps. Um, and, and that's why we try to talk about it in a way that doesn't require any special materials and absolutely acknowledging that time is, is a barrier for a lot of people. Um, and so keeping these two very simple things to build into a daily routine became important. 
Love that. So for our listeners, what, what would you say is kind of the elevator pitch for Simple Steps? How would you describe it in a few short sentences? Well, that's always hard for me because anyone <laughs> talks to me knows I'm verbose. <laughs> but, but really, so Simple Steps is a way for us. So the library is, for us, Des Moines Public Library is six, you know, brick and mortar buildings. Um, of course, they're all nestled in communities. So for us, Simple Steps is messaging and resources that bring awareness to, to pre and early literacy and provide literacy support to families, caregivers, early childhood care sites in Polk County. Um, and I think that's important too, because the funding comes from Polk County Early Childhood Iowa and Des Moines Public Library funding primarily comes from the city of Des Moines. So Simple Steps allows us to expand our reach outside of you know, Des Moines limits as well. I think that was delightfully concise and thank you. <laughs> um, so that's kind of the perfect transition into my question for Jenna. So when did the partnership with the West Des Moines Public Library come up and Jenna, what was your reaction to the proposal of bringing this to our library? Sure. So having been in the library since 2011, I was aware of Simple Steps when it started getting off the ground in 2017 at the Des Moines Public Library. I would see the campaigns and I would see things around the community, especially when I was in places such as Blank Children's Hospital and, and sites like that. And I was always watching to see what was going to happen next, because a lot of the messaging that was coming out of Simple Steps are things that we're also doing, encouraging basic literacy skills that can be incorporated into daily workflows. And the mission of that is very much aligned. We all want to encourage families to build these foundational skills for their kids in ways that aren't overly complicated, in ways that can be easily folded into daily life when you are very busy and, and working really hard to just keep up with the demands of everyday life. And so when Sue Woody, who's the director of Des Moines Public Library, reached out to the West Des Moines Library and other libraries in Polk County in November of 2021, it was an invitation to come on board with what was happening with Simple Steps and to build awareness beyond just Des Moines city limits, as Ashley was saying, really into the broader Polk County area. So, of course, that was very exciting. And after discussing with the director here at the West Des Moines Public Library, I started reaching back out to Sue and to Ashley to say, we're interested. The West Des Moines Library wants to come on board as also another library in Polk County to try and broaden this awareness and try to reach more people throughout the county with this message of simple steps, easy things that you can do in your daily life to build some of these foundational skills for all the kids in our community. So that was very exciting. So one of the um, probably more visible parts of the Simple Steps uh, program is the early literacy stations that are um, available and located in different places throughout the Des Moines community. So Ashley, can you talk about what those stations are and um, where they're located throughout the community? Yeah. Um, and so, so simple steps, you know, when we're working with our partner organizations, and there are several, I mean, many that we, you know, 20 to 30 organizations, each one has a different format for how they connect with the, the clients or families that they work with. So a lot of times when we're working with simple steps, it's not as visible because it's a unique approach that we use with that organization to make it very simplified for them. Um, so the simple step stations are something very visible that you might run into in a public setting, um, which is exciting for us because it's not just unique to that location. Um, it's, it's sort of like a book nook. It's plastic um, and it, it's small-ish, you know, it'll fit in a floor of, because we wanted to be mindful too that not every place that we wanted to put the stations were really designed with children in mind. In fact, that was who we were looking for. Was it was this a space in the community 
where we know that families and children will be during wait times for services that aren't necessarily developed for children or with children in mind. So a couple of examples would be, um, we've got them at two barber shops here in Des Moines, Universal Cuts and Platinum Cuts. So we know that kids are in barber shops. We know that sometimes it's an older sibling, you know, getting a haircut while little ones are waiting or maybe they're waiting for their turn. So those would be perfect examples of places where you put a simple step station and universal cuts, for example, already incorporated giving out free books and having books available in their barber shop. So what we did was bring in the physical station that stored not just books, but also some hands-on toys that would help with fine motor skills, letter uh, awareness, colors. Um, so some of the basic steps and skills that we're talking about through simple steps, we're just leaving it there as a physical presence so that as kids and families are waiting, they have access to those materials. Um, a couple of other sites, we have one at the Des Moines Police Station. Um, because of course, that's, that's kind of a, it can be a very traumatic experience too for families. So making sure that, and the, the Des Moines Police Station already had kind of a foundation of this, some books and coloring sheets. Um, so how could we enhance this and make this something where, you know, for police, early literacy is not top of mind for them, but how can we work with them? Because they're, they see kids and families in those areas and they're doing their part, but how can we make it easier for them? Because literacy and early literacy is top of mind for those public libraries. So I've seen Jenna in your office that we also have a few of these stations. Um, where are we kind of foreseeing them being located in the West Des Moines community? Have we partnered with anyone on those yet? So in West Des Moines, this, we're getting this off the ground and we're still working with various community partners to secure the final locations for these early literacy stations. We do want them to be out in the community to meet families where they are. So partners that we're looking at include a laundromat here in West Des Moines, possibly the WIC clinic. We're hoping to get in touch with them. Um, so that's still very much in development, but what we're wanting to do is find places that maybe aren't necessarily terribly close to the library because of where where our library is located that can bring the library's presence out into the community to meet these kids where they are in places like Ashley said that aren't necessarily designed with kids who are waiting in mind and so we want to bring those stations out to locations like that so anybody who's listening if you have a site like that and you're interested in hosting an early literacy station please reach out to us we are still working to build up those partnerships can I highlight one more yes please um, just another one that's in town here is the Evelyn K. Davis Center for mm -hmm. Working Families. And that's another perfect example of, you know, services offered for, for individuals of all ages. In fact, my oldest son went through the Summer Excel program. So certainly meeting the needs of many age groups in the community. But what happens when a, a parent or a caregiver needs to, you know, go to that site and, and have a, a conversation, fill out an application, go through a service, and they have to bring kids with them so that's another site that has one of these early literacy stations so that that we can take that piece of it off of their plate, hopefully, and they can continue to provide the services that are meaningful. Um, but we're also acknowledging that a lot of families have to bring children with them as they're utilizing and getting enrolled into services or making, you know, doing job applications. Um, so having those right there at the site and letting each site know too, these are absolutely customizable to you. So if you wanted a different type of material or these need to be moved around as families kind of move through your location, that's exactly what we're providing them for. Thanks for including that. I think that's a, an amazing example of how effective and important they are. So another question I have for you, Ashley. So another 
piece that's more visible um, are the Simple Steps early literacy kits. So mm -hmm. these are similar to um, like our STEM kits that we have here at the West Des Moines Public Library. So can you talk a little bit about how those were developed and what all they contain? Yeah, the um, Simple Steps Early Literacy Kits and what we call the Simple Steps Early Literacy Activity Bags both kind of came up at the same time during the pandemic because, of course, a lot of what we were doing with Simple Steps through our outreach and internal programming was getting families together to model, you know, these simple steps. And that's incorporated into our programming. And during the pandemic, we just couldn't get together with people in right. person. We weren't hosting our story times. And so the kits and the activity bags kind of came up at the same time as a way to say, how can we get physical materials and suggestions and messaging into people's homes? And so the early literacy kits, um, they each contain obviously books for reading, but they also have hands-on materials that support sing, write, play, and talk. And when we're talking about write, of course, what we're really saying is there's something in there that supports the fine motor skills. Mm. Um, so it, it might be, you know, practice writing, um, but more often than not, it's an enclosed puzzle or it's something else that's kind of working those finger muscles for kids, but they don't even know that's what they're doing. They're just really enjoying the activities and the materials. Um, so that would be something when you come to either one of our locations, you can physically take home a kit, um, like you would check out a book or anything else, but it contains more than the book. And each one of those activities or materials that's in the kit directly supports singing, writing, playing, talking, and reading. And then Jenna, I I also know from looking in your office that we have a few of these too. Um, how many do you foresee that we're going to have in our collection and um, what what all do they contain? So our Simple Steps kits are based on the Simple Steps kits that are offered at the Des Moines Public Library. So they Great. have a lot of similar parallels. They will contain books. They will cont contain early learning toys and manipulatives, what I like to call sneaky learning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but it is also intentional. It is building the fine motor skills and some of those other things and building on the five simple steps, reading, writing, singing, playing, and talking. Uh, so we'll have five of those kits here in our library at least that's where we're starting. Um, and they are available to put on hold since on our shelves, we can't, we don't have room for the kits to be on the shelves. So one important thing to note here at West Des Moines is that you can view those in our catalog and then request them so that staff can pull them, make sure they're all ready for you, and then you can pick them up on the hold shelf. So that is one important difference in how those function here. Great. Um, and then I know too, Jenna, this is another one for you. We're going over the simple steps during our story times now at the beginning of story time. So how else are we spreading this message to our patrons here at West Des Moines Public Library? Well, Maggie, we're working with you to help spread the message <laughs> in a lot of different ways, which is fantastic. So we've been building this up over time, and it really has been rolling out since January of 2023. So we're really just in the first quarter of really implementing this here at the West Des Moines Public Library, but we're building up the messaging through the blog. We have um, presence on our website. It's showing up in our newsletters and on our social media feeds, in addition to incorporating it into our very frequent story time. So at every story time, when our target audience of zero to five comes into the building, they'll be seeing Simple Steps messaging on our slides. We're handing out those Simple Steps early literacy bags that Ashley mentioned, where you have information about the Simple Steps in addition to a hands-on manipulative, such as a scarf that you can use for early literacy play, more of that sneaky learning. <laughs> Jenna, love I really it. love that sneaky learning. <laughs> it's my favorite. But, you know, I kind of vacillate when I refer to, because I know there, when, when I say, you know, 
hands-on materials. I hesitate to call them toys because I think it almost devalues the learning experience. But when you say hands-on learning material, like it's not, it's not boring. These are very fun right. materials. Um, so I love that sneaky learning. That's what when we want to be careful to distinguish ourselves from school, school yes. is important and it has a role to play and people have mixed feelings about school. Some people love school. Some people struggle with school. There's a lot of feeling around school and libraries are not schools, but we yeah. do serve some of the same missions in that we are building some of these foundational skills and we do encourage learning in our spaces, but we want it to be fun learning, which I know is a goal at school too. But I like to say, we're doing these things and they're not just cute. They are, in fact, sneaky <laughs> learning and they're done with intention. It's so important, too. And I think to, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, I think one of the key differences is schools have curriculum and it's not they don't have a choice in that. You know, they, they are required to teach to certain points and lessons. Right. Um, and, and what I like to highlight about the library and our, our programs, which also are learning opportunities, is the choice. If that appeals to you, you can come and connect with other kids um, who have those same interests. And then our materials allow you to kind of deep dive into that topic. Right. If that was something that that really, you know, kind of sparked that curiosity joy for you. And so also in Simple Steps, when we talk about reading, um, particularly since this is like birth to age five, we're really not talking about literacy instruction. That happens in a classroom. Teachers are trained for that. But what librarians really bring to the table into the conversation is creating that joy and that love of reading, yeah. because that's what's going to drive kids to want to pick up those books um, and explore those curiosities. And those are those long-term skills, critical thinking, creative problem solving that will help them in whichever learning environment and like ultimate education path they choose. Awesome. Okay. So Ashley, I know it might be hard to narrow down, but what has been the most you know exciting or rewarding part of watching this program grow from when it was an idea in 2017 to today it is hard to say okay i wrote the original grant in 2017 oh wow um, and so you know to see it go from a concept into something that is public awareness and and i love the beauty of the simplicity of the messaging it's so accessible i think um without making anybody feel like they're less than. Um, if you're already doing these things, it's a big kudos that you're already helping your kids in this way. If you're not doing it, hopefully it never feels, you know, like pressure to do something more, but really is saying, consider this little thing or try this little, and it's so impactful. Um, but beyond just watching it, it kind of exist and grow over the years, I think one of the best parts is when somebody has engaged with Simple Steps messaging through an organization they worked with, and whether they changed organizations, you know, years later, I've had a few people reach out and say, hey, I, I had Simple Steps materials for the families I worked with at this organization I was at, and I've now moved to another one. Can I still use this? That's and that tells me it's more than just somebody who was told at work that you're going to use this format or roll this messaging in, but they saw the benefit for their family and they, they like the simplicity, again, and the accessibility of it. So that's been very rewarding to watch people over the years want to include this type of message into their work, even when they've changed jobs or roles. Where do you see this program headed in the next few years, Ashley? Not maybe for the Des Moines Public Library and then other Polk County libraries as a whole, possibly? Yeah, well, so I, I kind of mentioned this at the beginning, we're hiring uh, three full-time outreach positions with an early literacy focus. So we're about to have some huge growth and that's funding from the city of Des Moines. 
Um, so, so I'm excited to see additional resources that are not solely from Polk County Early Childhood Iowa, although, you know, they're, they're the big funder behind this. They're the reason we can do this. Um, so I am excited to watch what can happen when Des Moines Public Library has more staff, because that, of course, has been a limitation. And it was one of the really appealing things about Jenna saying, can we do this, is we do not have the resources to reach every family in Polk County. Um, and so to know that, that we can have partners in that messaging and in that work is really beautiful for me. So I see a lot of growth just with what we can do as a team here, as we have four people doing the outreach work. Um, I'd also like to just see more community-based organizations reach out to West Des Moines Public Library or Des Moines Public Library and say, it's not literacy is not a key component of the services that I do, but I engage with families. How can simple steps work for our organization so that we can be a part of this community effort to really kind of uplift literacy? I mean, so, so many of our kids now that are going to school have been the pandemic babies, you know, right. who didn't get some of the socio-emotional learning. And so, you know, preschools and Head Start programs have to focus on some of those skills even more than early literacy in some cases. So how can we support organizations and really can, can organizations who are not focused on literacy, can they see this incorporated into what they do so that as a community, we're all kind of saying those same key phrases um, and making it that much more accessible and tangible to people's lives. Uh, Jenna, I'm going to throw it to you now. What I mean, I know we're at the very beginning of implementing that this program here, but where do you see us growing in the next few years within this program? So what excites me with an eye towards the future about this is public libraries have been working on early literacy for a lot of years, but because we are in many senses islands within our communities, we have different ways of sharing the messaging and that sort of thing. But what I like about this is bringing Des Moines Public Library and West Des Moines Public Library into alignment with this same messaging, with the same look, so that it is one message that okay. is spread throughout our entire community. And I really just see that alignment as being even more impactful than what we were doing before. Des Moines Public Library has been working on literacy for years and years and years, and so have has the West Des Moines Public Library. But now together, under this same messaging with the same look and the same branding, I think the message is going to be even easier to get out into our community and to spread the message of early literacy and ways that you can incorporate that into your everyday life. So I'm very excited about that. Here at the West Des Moines Public Library, we are going to be receiving a mini bookmobile pop-up vehicle in the next year or so. And so that will be youth services focused. And it won't only be early literacy focused, but I really do see that as an avenue for getting out into the okay. community in a more intentional and really visible way, because it's mm -hmm. going to be a very visible vehicle and mm -hmm. taking simple steps out into the community to our daycares and preschool visits and that sort of thing that we do through our outreach program. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about these Simple Steps Literacy Stations when we get them placed into the community to bring that message out even farther into sites that are not just the library and not just our vehicle visits, but permanent installations in various locations throughout the community. So I'm excited to see that message go out. I'm excited for more people to see it and to understand that early literacy is not a thing that only happens at school or only happens at the library, but it really happens all the time within your community setting. So I'm really excited for that to go out and I am wanting to see it go farther and farther. So we're excited about that. So to wrap things up, Jenna, if someone who is a patron at the West Des Moines Public Library wants to learn more about Simple Steps, where can they learn more? 
So here at the West Wayne Public Library, you can go to our website, wdmlibrary.org slash simple steps, and you'll get a brief introduction to the program and also links out to the Des Moines Public Library's simple steps page and some of the resources that they offer there. Ashley or Jenna, is there anything you feel like we haven't covered today that you'd want our listeners to know about this program? I would add two things. Um, Number one, just something we didn't, we talked about the early literacy activity bags. Um, We created an early literacy activity sheet with five suggestions under each of the read, write, talk, sing, play. Um, And those are available in 10 languages. And I think that's important too, because when we talk to families whose primary language is not English, they do not need to be engaging with their kids in English to relate the activities into early literacy in English. The kids will learn English in school. So whatever the preferred and most comfortable languages is the one that I would encourage any family to use with their children. Because again, we're trying to create a love of reading and a joy of learning. And that doesn't happen when you don't feel comfortable um, running through the activities and speaking. So I think it's important to note that this should happen in any family's primary language. And we've created the activity sheets in some of the common languages in the metro area to help facilitate that. That's fantastic. And I do know <laughs> it, on our website, we link out to those downloads on your website. Yeah. So if, if someone follows that link that Jenna mentioned, you will be able to download those from Des Moines. And then you had one more, did you have one more thing you I wanted do. to add? I'm mired in summer reading planning right now. And I just wanna just mention that summer reading, and I'm sure yours is the same way, is birth to 18. And it's so important that kids, you know, infants, babies, toddlers, preschoolers are all engaging with reading over the summer as well. And I don't know that families always um, think about that when we talk about a a reading program or a summer reading program, it definitely kind of has a connotation that the children themselves are reading. Um, But we will at Des Moines Public Library this summer have a reading log and a reading program that's specific to the birth kindergarten age. And it will, it will really rely on the simple steps, um, but also with the getting, getting school ready in Iowa, the social and emotional development, language and early literacy development and math development, those skills that kids need to be successful in school will be part of our summer reading program for that age group. So the things that we're encouraging families to do over the summer, regardless of you know, how old their child is, really are setting them up to have those skills they need when they enter the school setting. It's really important that kids participate in those kind of reading incentives even before they begin reading. Um, And I'm sure Jenna can speak more to West Des Moines uh, program. Yeah, so I guess I'll piggyback on that and say, yes, summer reading is certainly for all ages. And we have structured our program to make it flexible for whoever the reader or listener or child Mm -hmm. engaging with the program might be. So we've designed our program to be ultra flexible and to encourage readers of all ages to either read themselves, read to a small child or be a listener of someone else reading. So we're excited about summer reading coming up this year and encourage readers of all ages and entire families to sign up for that. One thing that I would add that we're getting ready to launch here and kind of soft launching right now is a revised 1000 books before kindergarten Mm -hmm. program. So we've been offering that for several years now, but it just needed a refresh. And there's a few more opportunities for that program with our vendor that runs the program for us. And so we look forward to new messaging about Thousand Books Before Kindergarten and how that might be an opportunity for this birth to age five age range as well. Well, that concludes my questions that I had for you both. I think it's so exciting that this partnership is happening. And 
I can't wait to see how it grows and grows over the next few years. And so I appreciate both of you taking the time to chat today. Yes, thank you so much for your willingness to, you know, kind of explore what this looks like as a formalized partnership using the same messaging. Um, and then also just, you know, kind of embracing it, bringing me on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Maggie. Thanks, Ashley. This is exciting and it was fun to talk today. All right, now let's get into the reading roundup for this podcast. So Ashley talked about reading Congrats, You're Having a Teen by Kenneth Arkinsberg and Clarity and Connection by Young Pueblo. Jenna talked about reading I Have Some Questions for You by Rebecca Mackay and The Last Mapmaker by Christina Suntornavat. Now let's get into the upcoming events in the next two weeks. We do have regular story times both this week and next week. And as a reminder, those are Lapsit story times on Mondays, toddler story times on Tuesdays, baby doll story times on Wednesdays, and family story time on Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays. And then we also have a fairly new program, Saturday story time, which is hosted in the story room, and that does not require registration. As for the other events going on in the next two weeks, on Monday, March 13th, we have Club Read Hybrid Edition from 7 to 8.45 p.m. On Tuesday, March 14th, we have Tech One-on-One Sessions from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Also on Tuesday, we have Adult Coloring Club from 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. Again, on Tuesday, we have Kids Club Read from 4.15 to 5 o'clock p.m. And finally, it's a busy Tuesday. On that Tuesday, March 14th, we have Trees for Bees from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. On Wednesday, March 15th, we have After School Adventures from 1.30 to 2.15 p.m. On Thursday, March 16th, we have Adult Craft Night from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Also on that Thursday night, we have Step Back in Time, the historical fiction book group from 7 to 8 p.m. And that one meets at the Jordan House Museum. On Friday, March 17th, we have Adult Craft Day, which has the same craft as the night before. um, And that's from 10 to 11.30 a.m. On Sunday, March 19th, we have an Iowa Files program titled Rural Cathedrals, Iowa Barns, from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. On Monday, March 20th, we have Family Night at the Library from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. On Wednesday, the 22nd, we have Teen Group Service Project from 3 to 5 p.m. On Thursday, March 23rd, we have Good Nutrition on a Budget from 11 to 12. Also on Thursday, we have more Tech One-on-One sessions from 1.30 to 3 o'clock p.m. And finally, rounding out that Thursday, we have Kids Graphic Novel Club read from 4.15 to 5 o'clock p.m. And then last, to wrap up the week, we have a houseplant swap and propagation talk on Saturday, March 25th, and that is from 12.30 to 2.30 p.m. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this episode of In This Day and Page. I'll see you back here for our next one on March 27th. Have a fantastic day.